This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint is brought to you by Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints, and here is your host, Sunjog All. Welcome listeners, this is Sanjog All, your host, and the topic for conversation is utility, resilience, and security. And I have with me Mamta Chamarthi. Mamta is the Vice President and CIO of CMS Energy. Hello, Mamta. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Sanjog. Thank you once again. Now, we've been talking a lot about smart grid and the challenges related with it, but probably the biggest aspect yet relate to the continued resilience and security of utilities is what we want to explore a little more. Now, smart grid as a new technology introduces some entirely new concerns and threats we've never dealt with before. So it's important that we discuss some solutions and also look at them not only as threats, but also as opportunities. So with that said, Mamta, the first question I would like to ask you is to perhaps let's inventory the top resiliency challenges that utilities are facing today. So the top uh, resiliency challenges that any utility um, is facing today in the U.S. is there are three broad challenges. The first one is aging infrastructure. That is aging physical infrastructure. These are the wire, the wires and the pipes. And the second is weather-related. You know, these are hard to predict, and uh, that's that's a huge challenge. And the third, that is uh, growing. Um, in its uh, in the risk that it's introducing is technology. As we implement smart meters at our customer homes, these meters have two-way communication capacity and capabilities, and these have enormous value, enormous value that they offer to our customers. But along with the value, they also bring the risk. What if someone hacks into the smart meter? So there is a concern around da- data privacy out there. You know, would people know when a customer, particular resident, is at home or not at home? Or would they know when a business is running and not running? So that's a huge concern out there, data privacy. And also, what if someone hacks into the grid, into the electric grid, through the smart meter? So that that is the risk aspect of it. On the value, you know, smart grid brings along with it a lot of value in terms of energy optimization, energy efficiencies. That's the value that we can provide to the customer. And the the value and risk need to be carefully balanced. That That is the challenge that the utility industry has in terms of technology. Now, do you think when we look at resiliency as a term, resiliency is where you could also have a natural disaster and utility is the first one to get affected and that's the first one people expect to bring back. Now, would you say that the resiliency should be looked at not just in terms of uh, preventing a failure or a cyber attack, but also to be able to bounce back quickly? Yes, absolutely. I think when you look at uh, resiliency, it's not just bouncing back quickly but it is also making sure we have the right kind of infrastructure to prevent the failure. So you need to, again, balance both preventing it as well as bouncing back quickly. And especially in light of a cyber attack, we are looking at a nation state potentially attacking our critical infrastructure, our nation's critical infrastructure. So no one utility, like Consumers Energy or like any other utility entity by themselves cannot really bounce back quicker or prevent the failure. 
it should be a combination of public-private partnership and collaboration not only across the utility, but collaboration with the federal government that would bring us the right kind of capabilities to face this enemy because this is a new kind of enemy that we are looking at and it is equivalent to a physical attack, but it is it is a cyber warfare that we are uh, looking at, and a utility by themselves cannot stand to that kind of a warfare. It has to be a collaboration, and and that is the reason why, Sanjog, um, I was in Washington D.C. last week endorsing Mike Rogers and Dutch Rappersburger bill on information sharing. They're introducing the CISPA uh, bill in the House later this week, and we were. Um, as a company, we are as a company endorsing that bill because if, I'll give you one example. For the past few months, we see in our in our company a lot of activity coming from Turkey. So we know that this activity is coming from Turkey, but we don't have the intelligence that hey, by the way, this uh, IP address that you are seeing from Turkey is is China disguising themselves as Turkey coming in. We don't have that intelligence because we are not in the business of intelligence like the NSA is. That's where this bill will help share that information with us so that we know exactly where the threat is coming from and what they're going after so that we have a better defense mechanism. So it's uh, that would help us to bounce, not just, um, you know, it will help us to prevent the failure. The way it will help us bounce back quicker in case things happen we can isolate it quicker because we know what they're going after. Now, with all the different uh, challenges that we saw, and of course, you are suggesting that we should have better information sharing, which will allow us to be more resilient. All of this takes the right appropriate investment made at the right time. Now, when you look at the investments, of course, are there enough resources available to make such investments timely? And if we are still struggling to make a business case, do we think that the risk posts are greater than the related investments to develop resiliency for it to be a worthwhile investment? I think the risk that we are looking at definitely requires the right kind of investments. And the right kinds of investments from, again, I go back to the point of a single utility entity, even if they make 100% of their IT investments, if they go all towards cybersecurity, I don't think they will be able to withstand this enemy or face the enemy or especially when it's a nation state attacking the critical infrastructure. And that's where, you know, there should be a collaboration, a very strong collaboration across the utility industry and with the federal government. And I think the risk that we're looking at, I think, is has now made it right to the top of uh, the executive level at the utility company, including not only audit committees in the utility industry, but also the board of management in every utility company. They are focusing on cybersecurity and they are asking questions around, are we prepared? What kind of defense mechanisms do we have in place? Do we have the right kind of strategy? Do we have the right kind of talent? When the board starts asking you those kind of questions, the executives and the management team automatically start focusing on the t- uh, on the topic. So it, it is interesting in terms of cybersecurity, there is both a top-down and a bottoms-up focus on this topic, making sure that we, are, we as an industry are making the right kind of investments. 
So that's good news that you got uh, corporate sponsorship or even from the government, people are taking the right steps because they recognize that this is essentially a resilience and security issue and, and there's a lot riding on it. With that said, now the spotlight is on folks like you who have to define and design intervention strategies that will be deployed to combat such resiliency and, say, cybersecurity and other type of security issues. So do you have a, a set that is, like, if you were to create a playbook for, mm-hmm. for building resilience and utility, what would be the chapters look like? I think across the utility industry, what you would find is we have a multi-layered network segmentation. You know, there are some best practices that we have. We have the NERC, um, the National Electric Reliability Council, SIP standards for our critical infrastructure. Um, and these are applicable across the utility industry. And every utility gets audited once every three years on the SIP standards. And we just recently went through an audit. So that helps protect the critical infrastructure. And there are some best practices that, again, it's not just me, but across the utility industry, I've seen CIOs follow with regards to network segmentation and having an overall strategy around cybersecurity, deterring, trying to deter the attack, detect it once, you know, once someone is on the network or someone's trying to get into an application. And uh, how do you deter, detect, uh, react? How do you react? quickly and how do you recover quickly? So it's kind of a four-pronged strategy in terms of uh, cybersecurity, which is a best practice across the utility industry in addition to the SIP standards that we follow. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and let's look at the accountability since you got so many different entities or, or departments that are working within a utility and for that matter, along the value chain who are responsible for making sure a utility stays resilient and secure. So are we really clear about what should be the specific accountable parties that we should put in place and how they should be working together so that there is no weakest link created. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back and explore. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint. Welcome back. So, Mamta, because resiliency is an issue and that spans multiple departments, who do you think should be responsible for maintaining the overall resiliency of a utility? Do you think we are clear on who the accountable parties should be and how they should work in tandem to not only transform the current resiliency levels, but also to refine it in a sustainable fashion? When you're talking about uh, resiliency related to the technology or the cyber, I'm going to talk about that part of the resiliency, that part of the challenge that affects resiliency. Yes, that issue does span multiple departments. So recently we have seen a trend of more and more merging of IT and OT departments. And that is to make sure that IT department overall becomes a custodian for cybersecurity. 
across the utility. So that is that is a trend that I have noticed not just with consumers, but uh, across the industry, we are slowly moving moving towards that having a central custodian for cybersecurity that's implementing standards and best practices across across multiple multiple departments. And um, who should be the accountable parties? There is also one other aspect out there, which is could there be potentially a coordinated physical and cyber attack? And how prepared are businesses for those kind of for those kind of coordinated attacks? And one of the best practices that every business should go through is have a cross-functional team, cross-functional team that goes through business continuity and disaster recovery, and also does those exercises in relation to a coordinated physical and physical and cyber attack. Something which um, I think we have done. We do that exercise multiple times a year. And every other utility, too, uh, goes through similar kind of exercises to kind of check their preparedness in the event of a coordinated attack. So the IT department, we're seeing a trend, I'm seeing a trend, is becoming the general custodian for cybersecurity practices across the enterprise. And these kind of business continuity exercises, tabletop exercises, and also simulated exercises would help cross-functional coordination. Great. So while we are working to address our current utility resiliency challenges, what do you think would be the new or more challenges we should expect in the near future? What can we do to be better prepared for those problems this time around? I think when you compare to other challenges that the utility industry has, like the aging infrastructure or weather-related, there is a certain timeline associated with those. A storm doesn't last forever. The infrastructure, it's a tangible thing that you can go after. But the uh, cyber threat, every day it morphs into something new. It's such a dynamic threat which does not have a fixed timeline. So when your threat is such, is such a moving target, how do you prepare? And so that's why I emphasize the whole collaboration across the industry and the whole public-private partnership towards information sharing because as this threat keeps morphing, it is only the collaboration that will help us um, get the best defenses, really go towards fortifying our nation better and be better prepared. Now, finally, we know that government uh, is regulating this utility industry and also is watching it closely. How much regulation do you think is enough, which will actually help to meet the end goal, which is to make utilities resilient and secure? I think more regulation is not synonymous to more protection. And we are the only critical infrastructure industry that has mandatory enforceable standards through NERCSIP. And when we are talking about critical infrastructure, critical infrastructure not only covers our industry, but it also covers telecom, financial services, water, and fuel. So of all of the critical infrastructure industries, we are the most regulated to date. And if you take the example of Hurricane Sandy and what it has taught us, that the rest of the critical infrastructure industries have a critical dependency on power. The fuel was not running because there was no backup generation, you know, nothing else. 
the telecom, you know, the cell phones were not working because there was no backup generation even there. So the other critical infrastructure industries have a dependency on us, and they are not as highly regulated as our industry. So we have done, in terms of protection uh, of our industry, really, really well, but we depend on a supply chain. And those need to go have some kind of regulation similar to what we have so that it will bring all of us onto the same page. So not over-regulating the, us in the utility industry, but also bringing others to the same level will help build the right kind of defense. Once again, thank you, Mamta, for sharing your thoughts and insights about utility resilience and security. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And listeners, I invite you to find more conversations about Smart Grid on our website at www.ciotalkradio.com slash smartgrid. Thank you for listening to CIO Talk Radio Viewpoints. For related programming, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. This CIO Talk Radio Viewpoint was brought to you by Siemens Smart Grid. 